0: In this message, Pastor Philip teaches on how you can respond to God's unconditional love for you, live your life in the reality of his power, and be all his word says you can be.
1: Joshua chapter 1 verse 6, quickly, Joshua chapter 1 verse 6, I'm going to rush this through because my time is run. Joshua chapter 1 verse 6, why? Am I emphasizing on maturity? Why is God emphasizing on maturity this season? Joshua 1 verse 6. Please listen to me. The Bible says, be strong. This was God speaking to Joshua. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto these people shalt thou do what? Help me do more. Divide for an inheritance. The land. The land
2: which I swear unto their Which I swear them.
1: unto their father to give to them. So God was telling Joshua, Joshua, be strong. You must give these people their inheritance. That's what he told me this year. Philip, be strong! You must declare these people into their inheritance. I stood there and I said I'm going to declare that in the next seven years in this country, Nigeria, every two, two out of every seven openly mobile, pioneering, brilliant, vibrant young believer in Nigeria will be a CLC member. Every two, you count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, bank CEOs, media giants, top tech guys, hotel owners, real estate giants. Seven. Two out of every seven in Nigeria will be an SSC member. That is me declaring you into inheritance. And I believe it. I believe it on my heart. In the next seven years, from this place will rise giants. That in Africa, they will speak of people who are pioneering in Africa. Your will SSC members. They will believe. If you are doing well, they will say, are you an SSC member? It will be an, it will be an immediate question. Ah, see, you must have been an SSC member. He says, unto these people shall you deliver their inheritance. In Joshua 18 verse 1, which is our team scripture for the year. Joshua 18 verse 1, write it down. It's a team scripture for the year. Joshua chapter 18 verse 1 says, And the whole congregation of the children of Israel assembled together at Shiloh and set up the tabernacle of the congregation there. And the land was subdued before them. The land was subdued. That means the land was taken before them. When we stand like this, the land taken, the entire land taken before us. Have to think like that. You have to think like that. Think dominion. Think dominion. Think anywhere you are, whether you are a tailor, think dominion in that industry. Go and follow the top 10 tailors in the world. Don't follow people that are not leading. Don't ever follow anybody that is not leading. If you are a tailor, go and look, go google it. Look for the top 10 tailors in the world. Find out what they're doing. You are a politician in this place. Look for the top ten politicians. Leaders in the world. You are, you are an educationalist. You are a caterer. Whatever you are, go and follow the top ten because that's where you are. That's where you are going. I said that's where you are going. You didn't get it. Well, Car. You have to be sharp when prophetic ones are coming. That's where you are going. You are a lawyer. Listen to the top ten lawyers in the world. leading lawyers. That's where you are going. This is the entire land Was subdued before them. Was subdued before them. And I know that the land cannot be subdued before them if they don't grow. I am very clear. If I don't teach you and help you grow and develop maturity, the inheritance will be hanging. We read it. An heir, even though he's an heir, as long as he remains a child, is not different from a slave. Even though everything belongs to him. If God is gonna give you what belongs to you, then you must grow. In Exodus chapter 23, verse 29 to 30, we read it last week, Exodus 23. Please give me CEV version, contemporary English version. Exodus chapter 23, verse 29 to 30. Exodus chapter 23, verse 29 to 30. Help me, what does it say, help me?
2: But I won't do all this in the first year. I will not
1: do all this in the first year.
2: Because the land will become poor.
1: I will not do all this in the first year. Hey, please help me with Dumas Mike. He's sounding at like Oski. I will not do all this in the first year because the land will become poor, yes? And
2: wild animals will be everywhere.
1: Can you help me change your mic? Someone else give her a mic she can use. I will not do all this in the first year because the land will become poor. That means it will become desolate, it will become empty and wild beasts will come. Then what happens next?
2: Instead, Instead, I will force out your enemies little by little. I will
1: force out your enemies, God said, little by little. Why? And give your nation time to grow I strong. I will give you nation to, I will give your nation time. God says I want to give you time to grow strong. Grow strong for what?
2: Strong enough to take over the land. So if
1: I send all the enemies out, when you have not grown capacity to fill up the land, the land will be overpowered by wild beasts. Do you, can you picture it in your mind? Imagine just us now. Jesus now. God now drives out everybody in a particular land and we are just this. What will happen to the land? Becomes overrun with wild beasts and animals and terrible things. So God has to wait for us. He will drive them out little by little by little. He's doing it little by little. Why? He wants to give you time to grow. He wants to give you time to grow. In this year of dominion, God will open doors for you in Jesus' name. Your amen is not believing. From media to tech, from politics to governance, from finance to business. Real estate, God will open doors for you in the name of Jesus, and He will give you wisdom to sustain the opening of that door. That's why we spend the entire last month talking about wisdom. Because God will open some people's door for them and they will use foolishness to jam it back. Mm. The Bible says, Seest thou a man standing before kings is diligent. He says, For the gift of a man will do what? Make room for him. So a man's gift can make room for him, but it's wisdom that will sustain that room. God gives you an open door. God gives you a client. Why are you losing your clients? How can you lose? Why, why should you lose a client? Why should you lose a client? If, a client is, if you are going to lose a client, maybe for whatever, it should not be reasons around incompetence. It should not be reasons around you didn't do a proper follow-up or you didn't do a proper, you know, track or whatever. You didn't do your work excellently. It should never be that. So when God opens a door, opens a door for you in the presidency, opens a door for you in a particular place, you use wisdom to keep that door open. Because when God gives you a jawbone, out of that jawbone, you will be able to kill a Philistine, but there's also water in that jawbone. A rod that God gave to Moses, it could, that rod can become snake. But don't throw away your rod, after it becomes snake. Because that same rod, you will need it to part the Red Sea. You need that rod. To, there's so many things that can come from one thing. God is never one-off. He's never one-off. When he gives you something, there's so much that can still come out of that one thing. When you use it, you keep it in your pocket. You will still use it again. So when he gives you an open door, you use wisdom to sustain that door and keep it open. In this year of dominion you will not miss it in Jesus name. I said you will not miss out in the name of Jesus. So the love of the father does not grow a child. Love is not enough. The love of God cannot grow you. It is the personal responsibility of a child that makes him grow. The love of a father does not grow a child is the child's readiness to feed that grows the child. If the child is not ready to feed, I love my daughter. I can't help her grow if she doesn't eat. God loves you. He loves you so much, but he can't help you grow if you don't eat. A great coach, listen to this very carefully, a great coach does not make a great sportsman. It is the individual responsibility of the sportsman that makes him great. Give me some volume on this mic, Joe. A great coach. In a Nigerian team, for instance, in our team that played last team, we have 11 players on the field. Which who is the star player? Hmm? Without, without sentiment, who was the star player? Eh? Osimen. You guys don't agree? Nobody agrees. Who's the star player? Okay. Who is, who is the worst player? Sendu. Eh? He's the worst player. He plays nonsense. So who is the best player, Osimen? He eh? was a keeper. He was a keeper. But will you agree with me that the best player and the worst player all have the same coach? The best player and the worst player has the same coach. So it is not the greatness of the coach that makes the greatness of the player. It is the individual responsibility of the player that makes him great. A great teacher does not make a great student. In the same class where you have an A student, you have an F student, same teacher, same class, same atmosphere, same environment of learning, a student comes out beautiful. The other student comes out poorly because he's not a great teacher that makes a great student. He's not a great pastor that makes a great church member. He's not. It is individual responsibility of the church member to take on what he's learning or what she's learning that makes him great. Some people can sit in a church for 20 years and not be, not be great. People can be hearers only and never doers of the word. They will never be great. So a great teacher, a great pastor doesn't make a great church member. Likewise, a great God does not make a great Christian. A great God does not automatically make it great, it's the individual responsibility of the Christian that makes him great. I want to put that behind your mind and remember everything that is a part for you to play in your own growth. In First Timothy, first Peter chapter 2, verse 2, the Bible says to desire, desire, first Peter chapter two, give it to me, do more, first Peter chapter 2, verse 2. First Peter. Yeah, first Peter 2, verse 2, what does it say? First, as newborn
2: babies desire the sincere milk as newborn babies
1: desire the sincere milk of the word
2: that ye may grow thereby.
1: So the Bible says, as newborn babies, you should desire the sincere milk of the word. The word is the word that makes you grow. Desire it. Crave for it. Long for it. Long for the word. It's the word that makes you grow. You may be in church and not grow. But it's the word, it's consuming the word. Jesus told the devil, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, every word. That's how man lives. That's how man, that's how man becomes strong, by every word spoken by God. Claim it. You know, we're doing three months Bible study, Bible, Bible, Bible reading from the entire book of um, the New Testament, and I just ran a challenge. I said, anyone who could quote five scriptures from Matthew, five scriptures from Mark, five scriptures from Luke, and five scriptures from from john offhand i'm going to give them ten dollars ten dollars is how much now in naira? 15 eh? 16k i mean 16k i i people did not come out i'm telling you i was shocked i mean, I would have quoted the bible for free without money just for the fun of quoting it when we we when we when in my former church we, we could recite or memorize an entire chapter Memory verse. I mean, I would have done it. I increased it to $20. In my head, I'm saying, anyone that does this, I should give this person $100. Because I can't, I can't imagine how I have to be begging people to come and decide scriptures. How will you grow? How will you grow? Crave it. Desire the word. Desire the word, not prophecy. Not prophecy. Desire the word. A lot of people love prophecy. They like a church where they are giving Somebody calls you and says, look, your phone number is zero, 0 Don't you know your phone number before? Don't you, know your phone? Don't you know your phone number before? What did you learn? What have you learned? I say, as I'm standing here, I'm entering. I'm entering. I enter left. God took me straight to Mualeru. There's a big tree, mango tree before your father started. What did he tell you that you didn't know? What did he tell you that you didn't know? What did he tell you that the devil does not know? It is the world that grows. Sit down. All this time you're going from place to place, jumping from place. People, I mean, so people. sometimes you wonder, church members, people are sitting under you, teaching like this, and somebody is, still, is able to sell you anointing oil, sell you on, sell you uh, something to tie. And there are people in this church, they might have things that they tied in their house. I'm telling you, truth. you'll be shocked. Jesus plus, in case Jesus Christ faith, It's the word that builds. Acts 20 verse 32 says, I commit you to the God and to the word of his, Spirit." is able to build you up. It is the word that builds. Sit down with the word. Eat the word. Eat the word on prosperity. Eat the word on health. You will need it. Listen to me. You will need the word of God on health. Satan is just looking at you. You will need the word on health. When it comes against you, you better have a word in your mouth. When it comes against your children, you better have a word in your mouth. Eat the word for finance, on your crisis, there's word in your mouth. It says, as newborn baby desire, sincere meals. And God will build you up. He will build you up and then exercising will make you stronger and stronger and stronger. Imagine if Joseph had become the prime minister of Egypt and he had not had his character built over the world. Imagine him having access to all that limitless. Joseph had all access to all that power, all that wealth, and he doesn't have his character built. All right, so I said there are three keys to growth. What's number one? Last week, what's number one? Three keys to growth? Right diet, number two. Number three. So right diet means that you eat right. That's the first key to growth. You eat right. I didn't say eat because there's poison out there. You eat right. You eat the right thing. There are people teaching stuff. I've had all kinds of teachings. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that, ah, where is this, where is this from? And so if you go there just eat whatever you find, you might eat poison. So right diet, right exercise. Exercise is important. You have to use what you know. You have to use what you've heard. You may learn by observing, but you only grow by doing. Let me give an example. All of us here, you have to exercise to properly grow. If you go to the gym, You have to exercise your muscles to become strong. So for your muscles to grow, for your faith muscles to grow, you have to exercise it. Before you go and rush to a panadol or prastamol, can you put your hands on your head and and, and pray over your headache and exercise your muscles. Are you following my point? So when you are eating God's word, faith comes by eating God's word, but faith grows stronger by exercising it. So, you have something in your family, something is not working, You exercise because a day will come, where what you will do, you will not have drug. So, if you are rushing quickly to medicine, and I don't have a problem with medicine, you already know that. If you are rushing quickly to all kinds of palates, all kinds of things, alternatives, and you have not learned how to develop your faith, a day will come that you'll be confronted with something that doesn't have a medical cure. It might not even be health. On that day, you need to have exercise. If you look at the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, Verse fourteen. Give me King James, then you give me NIV, then Amplified. Hebrews chapter five, verse fourteen. Quickly. Hebrews chapter five, verse fourteen. What does it say? Hebrews five fourteen. Help me. Strong meat belongs to those
2: that are full of age. That are full age. Even those who, by reason of use.
1: The Bible says, reason of what? Use. Of what? Use. As I'm in church, that means they have been using it. They have their senses exercised descend what does amplified say give me amplified amplified of that same scripture yes
2: but solid food yes is for the open bracket spiritually yes mature yes whose senses are trained by practice practice their
1: senses have been trained by practice so you practice faith you practice the word that's how to grow you've heard the word Pastor said this, now you're faced with the situation on on Monday morning, it's a good time to practice it. You know, I told you about one book I read, "Purpose of Pentecost by T.L. Osborne, on how that the church is empowered by the Holy Ghost, and after that I was was busting and bubbling in the Holy Ghost, and that's that's why you have to take beyond milk. You see, the milk, no matter how many cups of milk you take, it will never intoxicate you. You'll just be belching. No matter the amount of milk, so if you keep drinking milk, drinking milk, you will never get intoxicated by the wine of the world. So I had gotten intoxicated, and then somebody called and say, Pastor, my 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 mom just fell. I've told you guys the story before. Had stroke, you know, collapse. Blood pressure was reading 220. I said, Lord, what do I do? God said, That's an ex- that's an opportunity for exercise. You've already eaten. Now you exercise. You've eaten. So I said, Come. So I prayed on the handkerchief. Gave her the handkerchief. She took it to her mom. Her mom's blood pressure dropped from 220 to 120 instantly. That's exercise. So when when I did that the first time, the second situation I'm going to face, I would have have gotten what? Stronger. Remember when we were going from house to house in my industry when we were living in Daaki and I was knocking people's houses. Is anybody anybody sick here? Is anybody sick here? Knocking people's houses. Knocking people's houses. Is anybody sick here? And they said, there's somebody who's mad in this compound. So they had to bring the mad person. And I went with some of my friends. When they brought the mad person out, everybody just shifted back. Me too, I would have shifted back, but I was the one that brought everybody. So I was already casted. I said, give me the, give me the amount oil. I swung my face. Give me the anointing, oil. <laughs> <laughs> give me, he's just face. Give me the anointing oil. I stood my ground. In the name of Jesus, you foul devil. Come out. He said, amen. Ah. I said, in the name of Jesus, you are healed. She said, amen. I said, see after me. Lord Jesus, I said, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I cannot save myself. Help me. Save me. So she got healed the same day. God saved the same day. When that happened, everybody jumped up. I said, Nest house, Nest house, Nest house, Nest house, Nest house. <laughs> so we went to the next house. There was a woman there whose who's back was bent and she, she couldn't stand straight. And I said, Is this the woman? I said, Bring your back in the name of God. Be straight. She stood up. Everybody I said, Nest house, Nest house, next house, next house. So when you exercise your faith, you grow confidence in it. So this man true? Exercise and use, use what you have. Stop storing what you have. Give me NIV. What does NIV say for that same scripture? Hebrews 5 verse 14. What does it say? Solid food is for the mature. Who by constant. NIV introduces the word constant. Constant use. Use your faith constantly. Use the word of God constantly. Don't use it once in a year. Use it. Constant use. have trained themselves. So you become trained out of use. The last one is fellowship. Right fellowship. Right friendship. Right interactions will help you grow. Right people around you will help you grow. Not wrong relationships. Some of us are in all kinds of mess because of the relationships that we had. Wrong relationships. Like that scripture we read two or three weeks ago that bad friends will destroy you. Exposed to terrible things. Some of us have gotten to expose. exposed. We know things that we should not know. We have grown. We have become adults in things that we should not be adults in, yes, sir. even though we're young. Adults. Exposure. Wrong exposure. First Corinthians fourteen. First Corinthians fourteen, verse twenty. We are going to give me amplified version for this scripture. First, first Corinthians fourteen, verse twenty. Help me. What does it say? First Corinthians fourteen.
2: Brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters. Do not be children.
1: Is that amplified? Yes, sir. Yes.
2: In bracket, immature, childlike. Yes. In your thinking.
1: In your thinking. Be not children. When you think, don't be a child when you think. Yes.
2: Be infants.
1: Be infants. In
2: matters of.
1: Evil. In matters of. When a matter is a matter of evil, the Bible says be infant. Yes. In bracket, completely innocent. In innocence. bracket, you are completely innocent. When it comes to matter of evil, you are an imbecile. You don't know your left from your right. He says, be completely innocent and what? Inexperienced. Inexperienced when it comes to evil. Be inexperienced. And that's why a lot of us have issues today. We have gotten experience before we needed it. It's a lot of mess. I tell you, it's a lot of mess. The Bible says, in thinking, in your work, in your mind, be matured. But when it comes to evil, be inexperienced. Don't know your left from your right. I tell you the truth. You don't know what you are doing to yourself if you become in best house when it comes to evil. As young as I was in SS2, I had friends who were already sleeping with girls in SS2. How many of you know people in second school are already sleeping with each other? SS2, SS2, SS1. In SS2, there was a lady who invited me to her house in SS2. I never forgot. When I got there, she played me an Indian film. I watched the Indian film. When I was done, I told, she said, Would you like, would I like to eat something? I said, Yes. Now, my father died. Now, my father died. I was in SS2. My father died. I was completely inexperienced. I had no girlfriend. My wife was my first girlfriend. My wife is the first woman on earth I asked out in my life. I have no ex. And I mean it. Now, she me, would I like to eat something? I said, yes, I would like to eat something. So she went and cooked rice and plantain. I never forgot. She brought it. I ate it. Then she said I should come and see her. Look, see she wanted to take me around the house. So I said, okay, that's fine. So I went around the house. Then she took me to her room. And I followed her there. And then she pushed me to the bed. And then I got up and pushed her back. Some of you're you embarrassed for me. <laughs> oh God! Pushed her back. She, she came and pushed me, and I pushed and I kept pushing. We kept pushing each other to the bed. Then she went and I remember vividly, she went and brought out a deodorant, sp- a, a body spray from our wardrobe. You know, just wanted to look for somewhere to touch me. So they started spraying my body, putting it under my shirt. So I also collected it and sprayed her body and spray. <laughs> and we did that under for like twenty minutes, and I was tired. I said, I have to go home now. <laughs> she couldn't believe her eyes. You are going home, I said, yes, I'm going home. So she said, okay, let her go and take a bath. So she went and took a bath. So I waited for her in the living room. And I was there, waiting for her. And then she came to the living room with scanty toilet like this. And came and I said, I said, what's the meaning of this? I said, I'm going home. <laughs> go and get dressed. I have to leave now. I'm what are you coming to do the panel? You should be going to your room and getting dressed. I knew absolutely nothing. Now, when we go back to school the next day, the rumor spread. That's how I even got to know. Because she went and told people that, that boy is just fine. He don't know anything. <laughs> so when the rumor spread, some of the guys in the class now called me and said, what happened yesterday? I said, what happened yesterday? Say, say, you go so and so out. I said, what's going to happen? I said, nothing happened now. I said, say we play. They say, Jesus. Say, you for no go now. You for no go. You for no go. If you don't say no go, do it. You for no go. I say, do it. I knew absolutely nothing. The Bible says, in matters of evil, be ignorant. Now, let me tell you the truth. Some of us are sampling people all over the old place now. You're going to have a lot of problems. You're going to have a lot of problems. Because you have to have sampled many options to have a basis for comparison. One woman cannot be to you what 30 women are already to you. You've slept with thick, you've slept with thin, you've slept with fair, you've slept with busty, you've slept with big bum bum, you've slept with leper you've slept with all kinds, and you're going to now stay with one person. That is why you are not satisfied. I don't know if what I have is the best, but it tastes like the best to me. Why? I have never tasted another one. Are you following my point? If you keep doing what you are doing, it's going to affect the intimacy in your marriage. Listen to me. You are not helping yourself. Some people have even mentioned the name of other people during sex with their wife. They say, Kai, if it was by now, she would have grabbed my leg. By now, I would have done some sugar style. By now, our hand will be on the ceiling. Our legs will be on the window. (laughs) You have memories of your your sexual escapades. It's going to affect your intimacy with your spouse. And that's why you have a problem with two minutes. You've tested one hour. Two minutes can't do you again. I wanted to say something now. I said, let me not say it. (laughs) You know how you know, you, my mind can work. <laughs> let, me just, let, me not, let me just leave it. I'm telling you the truth. It's not everything that God wants you to know. He says, As matters concerning evil, be ignorant. That ignorance that I had that time is helping me now. Look at all the beautiful girls in SLC. Look at all, the, there's no church in the world with this amount of beautiful girls. And why was God confident to commit these girls into my hands? It's because He knew. (laughs) He knows. Are you following my points? He knows me. I have four daughters. God is telling me something. He knows me. He has tested me and He has proven me. And there's nobody here whose breast I've touched, there's nobody here whose body I've played with. Not in this church. Some people come to this church, within two months, they have already three boys have slept with you. You came to this church newly, within one month, you have already slept with two girls. <laughs> Protect your innocence. Don't be in a rush to be exposed to terrible things. There are many things that you, you cannot be tempted by what you don't know. You would reduce the scope of your temptation if you reduce the scope of your exposure. You would re, reduce the struggle of temptation. If you, put a, if you put a whole bowl of cocaine on this table, I will not be tempted. I've never taken cocaine before in my life. If you, take a, if you bring a whole a a a jar of alcohol here, I will never be tempted. Because I'm not tempted by what I'm not. You need to be experienced and exposed to be tempted. And so when you get constantly exposed to something more and more and more and more and more, and you keep going there, it becomes an addiction. I don't have those addictions because I'm not exposed to it. I know a friend who was a member of this church who started taking crack. It was his boss that introduced him to that crack. His boss. They walk till late in the night say, how are you, how are you doing it? Oh, this I take, oh. I take, I take, I take, walk. Oh. So in the, in the, under, the, under the, you know, the pretense of wanting to walk, you take all kinds of stuff to keep your mind working and now you are addicted to it. It's in matters of evil. Be imbecile. Be ignorant. Don't know your left from your right, all right? So we have three stages of growth. Number one is babyhood stage. I already spoke about that. I said the baby, number one is innocent. Second, Corinthians 5, verse 17 says, if a man be in Christ." He is a new creature. A new babe in Christ has no past. A new babe in Christ has no past. The moment you give your life to Christ, you have no past. You have committed abortion before. It never happened. You never committed abortion before. You have done this before. You never did it before. Paul spoke in the book of Revelation. He said, I've never offended anybody before. <laughs> he said, I've wronged no man. That was Paul. Because the man that was wronging men, is there. When you give your life to Christ, you're past. You, have, you are a baby. You are innocent. You don't know anything. You are just born. Nothing you have done before matters. And that's why I spoke about restitution. And I know it might cause some complication and some arguments of controversy. But the truth is that restitution is not a requirement for salvation. Restitution is a good thing. If you have stolen somebody's shoe, you're going to return it. But if you don't return it, you are saved. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. How many people are going to restitute? If I have to restitute everything that I did, what about the ones I can't remember? And God's not going to judge me by what I can't remember. He's going to, he's going to judge me by He's going to judge me by my actions. Did I do it? Stole somebody's money. You stole food. Some of us stole food, meat from our mommy's pot. You stole it. You know you stole it. Some of us even stole our friends' money when we were in school. So will you not going to look for that? What if that friend has died? That means your salvation opportunity is gone. Because the person that you're wrong has died. Look at Paul. Paul put people's parents into prison. And he pretended as if he did not put everybody in prison. He was just preaching gospel everywhere. Receive Jesus. He forget. I forget the past. That one is gone. He said, This one thing I do, forgetting the past, reaching to the future. My future is not concerned me. But Paul, you're the one that killed this man? Did Paul go to Stephen's family members to go and beg them? That I am sorry, I've given my life down. I came to beg you, but I was on that kiss. They would have killed him this straight. Very good. <laughs> Thank God. We are going to show you here what Stephen felt. So if you go about some of you, if you go and do this, they are going to kill you. If you have a pregnant, you have abort the baby. You go and tell the father that was the one that You will not go. So a newborn baby in Christ is a baby. The same thing with celebrities in the world. When celebrities give their life to Christ, they are a baby. Let them grow. Don't give them mic. They don't need mic. They need feeding bottle. They don't need mic. Say, so because somebody has given that guy, he's a celebrity, hey, we are hurry up, thing, psh, put them on the stage. A celebrity that gives his life to Christ, there is no celebrity status in Christ. We all are celebrities. You give your life to Christ, stay and learn. Go to Sunday school. You don't need mic. Don't give them mic. And we are so terrible at that in church because we want to use this to draw some form of traffic. That certain person was in the church today. This person was in church today. Who cares? Let him sit down and learn. And if he gives the life to Christ, oh, beautiful! Sit down. Join join the membership class and learn. Don't give them mic. The same thing people that have walked with Satan. Somebody walks with Satan. Has eaten with Satan. he sat down beside Satan. It was Satan's greatest assistant. Now he has given life to Christ. The next thing you give him mic, he starts going giving testimony. Testimony of Satan or oh, from church to church. They never last ever from the power of darkness, Emmanuel, where is it today? Where is Emmanuel? I don't even know Emmanuel. I don't even know born twice. Born twice. People say they the earth with Satan. The earth with Lucifer. They sat down face to face with Lucifer. They give they life to give The church Start giving them mic. They start preaching. They start going from to They never last. It's a trap. A newborn babe is a baby. And babies can't take care of themselves. Let them sit down. Let them learn. A baby is innocent. A baby is ignorant. And that's for a is irritability. They are very, very irritable. Every small thing affects them. They cry at every discomfort. That's how to know a baby Christian. Always complaining, always whining. Small heat, they cry. Small cold, they cry. Small discomfort, they cry. Everybody who's always crying and always whining is a babe in Christ. Slightest discomfort, they are crying. Everything gets at them. Everything somebody says gets at them. Everything gets at them. Every comment. Everything strikes an emotion. Everything toss something to you. You are a baby. You should grow up. When you become strong in the Lord, you find that those things don't matter. You no, know, my, my my brother-in-law, um, Banji, was asking me how I managed to undo all issues when people start giving comments. I said there's a scripture that I used to quote in Exodus chapter seven, verse twenty-one. Help me do more. Exodus seven, verse twenty-one. I said people will always say stuff. How does those stuff not get to me? Me comment, you abuse me. Abuse me, abuse me, abuse me. Maybe I put the me. abuse. I just I'm even laughing. Some of those people that are abusing you, if they see you face to face, they can't talk to you. Yeah, you're wasting your time coming and replying them. If some of them, if you see where they are living, you can't put your dog there. You can't put your dog there, and then you're arguing you with them, arguing with them. For what? What does scripture say? Help me. To
2: also take no heed.
1: Take no Exodus seven yes also take no heed
2: unto all words that are spoken yes lest thou hear thy servant's I want you to give me
1: amplified of that amplified what does amplified say amplified Exodus 721 also
2: do not take seriously don't take seriously everything that is said everything that is said so that you will not hear your servant's so that you will not hear don't take everything seriously
1: if every comment gets to you everything irritates you you are very touchy you are very sensitive that's how we baby have you seen a baby before put a baby if all of us stay in our house and my baby is crying why are you crying all of us are here Nobody, nobody it's only you are crying. All of us are in the heat, but the baby cannot stand heat. The baby cannot stand anything. The baby is already crying. Ah, oh, that's how to know a baby Christian. They come to church. Eh, church eh, eh. Sometimes some of them are inside your bus. Your bus transport, free transport, free transport, free transport, free, free transport, and they are there complaining. You that you don't have transport money. You, are, you don't have transport money. You think God wants to be standing? You think God's plan for you is to be standing in that bus stop? and be entering free transport. We are just helping you. That's not God's plan for you. You should be there and be praying, Father, I cannot remain here for long. My story must change. It is still you that you are arguing with the boss coordinator that we have been here since. Yes, be yes, yes. Yes, there. When you are there, you give me enough time to think and your life can change. Yes. yes. That this is not what God wants for me. Are you following my points? baby. baby. Every small discomfort, every small thing gets at you. Somebody says something, you're already flaring up. Everywhere you flare up. A baby. Hmm? That was a neighbor? Are you a babe? <laughs> Don't pay attention. A baby is selfish. Write it down. A baby thinks of themselves or herself alone. The Corinthian church is like that. They are very gifted. That's why gift does not measure growth. Ah! Edward, you guys have given me 10 minutes more. Give me 10 minutes more. Gift does not measure ah. I'm telling you. Gift does not measure growth. You don't measure people's growth by the gifts because gift is given. Fruit is grown. Fruit is grown. Gift is given. So you don't measure people by their gifts. A Corinthian church was a very selfish church, even though they were prophesying and healing the sick and doing all kinds of stuff, And the Bible said that they were carnal, even though they were very gifted. If you look at 1 Corinthians 3, do more, we're going to read this very fast because of our time. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 1 to 3. First Corinthians 3, 1 to 3. KJV. 1 Corinthians 3, 1 to 3. What does it say? Help me. Yes?
2: not speak unto you as unto spiritual yes. but as unto carnal yes. even as unto babes in yes. Christ yes. I fed you with milk and not with meat I fed you milk and
1: not with meat yes for
2: either told you were not able to you bear were not it. able
1: to bear it yes verse 3 now are
2: ye able for yet for ye are yet carnal ye are yet
1: carnal whereas there is among you envy
2: and strife
1: and divisions are you not carnal 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 is brought from the same root word carnivorous flesh fleshly thinking about the flesh it's canal, fleshly thinking. So, the Corinthian church was very gifted, very strong. They could heal the sick. They could, prov- I mean, Paul had to say, please, if somebody wants to do something, you keep short." strong. Everybody was prophesying at the same time. So much rowdiness because of their gifts. So much indecency, but so much immaturity. I mean, these guys will come and drink the communion till they got drunk. Some people even rush early before service starts and finish the wine. Paul had to say, look, everyone should eat from their house. You can, if you look at what God was, what Paul was instructing the church, you will be surprised. At a the point, they wrote him a letter that, is it okay for a man to touch a woman? The real Greek meaning was that, was it okay for a man to fondle a woman's breast? You want to write to Paul. <laughs> that you have an opportunity. Imagine me now, they say, Philip, Paul will be in town. What would you like to ask Paul? Me. Me now, I hear that Paul came to Abuja and I want to ask him a question. I will not ask him. Of all the questions in life, what is most important to me is that, Mr. Paul, can I touch a woman's breast? That was what the Corinthian church wrote to Paul. It was an argument. So when they wrote Paul that letter, Paul said, Ah! Luckily, it started from chapter 1. He spoke, 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 chapter 2. Spoke, 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 chapter 3. Spoke, 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 chapter 4. Spoke, spoke, chapter 5. Spoke, spoke, spoke chapter 6. i was what you people are even asking me. You see, because the problem was not the question. This is a more deeper-rooted problem. Your questions reveal you. If you ask me a question, I know the state of your life. And yet, they were very powerful in words. They could preach. They could do stuff. But you're very kind very childish. If you look at the book of First, Second Corinthians, chapter 8, verse 7, Paul was speaking to them in NLT, 2 Corinthians, chapter 8, verse 7. 2 Corinthians, 8, verse 7. Thank you, media. 2 Corinthians, 8, verse 7. What does it say? 8,
2: What's
1: verse 7. NLT okay, Give me NLT, NLT. So Since you, you excel, excel in so
2: many ways in he was talking case? to them.
1: He says you excel. That means you are better than every other person. In so many ways. In your faith, yes.
2: Your gifted speakers. You
1: have gifted speakers.
2: Your knowledge. You
1: have knowledge.
2: Your enthusiasm. You have enthusiasm. And your love from us. And you have
1: love. We love you. Love from us. I want you to excel also in this gracious art of what? Giving. That's how to know a baby. A baby doesn't give. So that's how to know them. The Macedonian Macedonia church gave generously. No matter what we say we want to do in this church, some people will never give. You know that they're, they're, they're babies. Have you ever said a baby give anybody anything? If my maybe grab my hand, said to leave my hand, he will not give me my hand. So God gives you a million era. And he comes back and says, Can I have a hundred thousand? He say no. It's my own. It's my own. It's my own. He gives you ten million. Can I have just one million? He said, No, it's my own. Can't give. He can't give. So now why he's not giving you only ten thousand now. You're wondering why? Babies don't give. Babies are selfish. They think about themselves alone. And God wants to win you from your babyhood. I'm going to explain this more on Tuesday. Child. Childish stage. The child is easily swayed, easily distracted, undependable. The child is undependable. God gives the child an assignment. You have to go back and follow up 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 up before they get done finally. child is unreliable. A child does not give any commitment. There are church members that are children. They say, Pastor, don't worry. I'm there for you. We stand beside you. Mm. Never. You never see them. They're in your teams. Children workers. They're in your team. You call up for workers' meeting or call something. They give. They promise you heaven and earth. They're going to be there for you. But they're not going to be there. They're not going to be there. Sorry. They're not going to be there. They're children. That's how children are. My wife sometimes will have to scream over our children. Hey, you these children. Hey, you cannot do it. Cannot, they cannot do it. You have to push them up and down. You have to shout. You have to do this. You have to, cane. Okay. you have to, that's how children are. That's how, to, that's how some spiritual children are. You can just imagine some people age 40 with nappy and, and, and feeding bottle. 40-year-old man with diapers. That's how some Christians are in the spirit. You cannot commit anything into their hands. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 10, verse 16. chapter 10, verse 16. Can you help me do more? Ecclesiastes 10, verse 16, King James.
2: Woe to thee, yes. O land, yes. when thy king is a
1: child. Woe to thee, O land, when your king is a child. And thy princes eat in the they morning. They eat in the morning. You say, woe to you. Your princes are eating in the morning. Eating for pleasure. Next verse, what does next verse say? are thou, thou o, land, o land,
2: when thy king is the son of woman. So you Romans. see, it
1: juxtaposes child and son. Woe to you when your king is a child. Blessed are you when your king is a son. So it's a child that grows up into a proper son. The Bible says, unto us, a child is born. And unto us a son is given. That's Jesus Christ. He's born as a child, but it grew up into a son. So we commit things into the hands of sons. It says the sons, he says they eat in it for strength, not for drunkenness. That's a, that's a son. If you are here and you know when your daddy wants to leave the house, you have a younger brother, but when your daddy wants to leave the house, he gives your younger brother the keys to the house, the keys to his wardrobe, the keys to the car. And you have your elder brother is to show that you are just old, you are not matured. Because not my age. Maturity is measured in responsibility. The amount of responsibility I give to you shows my perception of your maturity. So the amount of responsibility that God gives to you is a measurement of his his assessment of your maturity. And there are people in this church. You have been in this church. You came to this church maybe four four years ago or three years ago and you are still not doing anything in church. There are people that came to this church. In three months, they are already active. In three months, people already know them. In three months, one of my daughters in the Lord. her name is Afoké. Where is Afoké? I say African has the brain of 10 people. Brain of, you say you get brain like 10 people. Smart. She's single, as far as I know. So if you're here and you're, the Lord is telling you, I want to give you a smart wife. Maybe he's talking about Afoke. Kai, Smart. She joined our church. In, in, in short moment. pa, 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 pia. entire every Active, working, serving. Some people have been in this church for four years. Nothing. You'll be pursuing them. Calling them. We did not see you in church yesterday. How are you feeling? Hey, I'm not really, really feeling fine. We'll be pushing you everywhere. With the feeding bottle, feeding bottle, feeding bottle. Yeah, take more. Sorry, sorry. I know how he tried. Sorry, sorry, don't cry. Sorry. That's how you are in the Spirit. We have even new people that we should give feeding bottle, but no feeding bottle, because the old babies refuse to drop the bottles. So, nobody to nurture them. When will you nurture others? When will it be your own time? A child is talkative, always talking. My children always use talk to finish us. Question upon question. Talkative. Talkative. Did you give me 10 more minutes, Edward? Did you guys didn't give me 10 more minutes? Just give me 10 more minutes. A child that talks, there are three stages of people that talking. Number one, they are always talking about other people, evil speaking. I mentioned that on Tuesday. I'm emphasizing because I know a lot of people didn't join on Tuesday. Evil speaking, vain speaking, and foolish speaking. People that talk too much, they always do these three things. Evil speaking, vain speaking, and foolish speaking. People that talk too much will always talk about other people behind their backs. It's normal. People that always talk, they must talk about other people. And one way to know people that are immature is that they're always talking about people. If people are always coming to you to talk about people, it's because you too, you left your trash can lid open. So they came and dropped their trashes there. You look like a dustbin. You see that? So if you are not a dustbin, you will open your heart, open your ears, open your life for people to bring trash of other people into your life. Are you following my point? Yeah. So people will talk about other people as children. After service like this, they can, they can resume. Some people will have their own WhatsApp group. They create a WhatsApp group of gossips that Christian folks who do that kind of stuff. And love will never gossip. You cannot love someone and gossip about them. You cannot. You cannot love someone genuinely, even if you know stuff about other people. Do you know, you know I many things God knows about you and doesn't gossip to you about me? Gossip to me about you? Some of you went to do stuff yesterday night and the Lord didn't tell me. Yes. You know, I you? So look at me. Look it straight. God doesn't do that. Love covers wrong. The gift of discovering other people's weakness that ability, spiritual ability of uncovering people's faults is not the spirit of the Holy Spirit. It's not the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's from the pit of hell. Love covers wrong. Even if you know the person has done wrong, you cover it. Also, you're quickly rushing. You're quickly rushing to talk about You had something about one sister or one brother. Ah, that brother said. You are looking for the next person to quickly tell. It's a terrible spirit. It's a child. You're a child. And if you allow people to come to their house, your house, and come and be telling you church about people, you also are a child. When somebody comes and wants to tell you about somebody or something that somebody does, just grab your hands and say sister let's pray for him and make sure you don't pray for less than two hours as you are praying from one prayer point to the other one from one prayer point i can guarantee that's the last time people that gossip don't pray people that gossip don't pray you cannot use the same mouth that you're using to gossip you cannot gossip somebody you are praying for do you know you can't gossip about somebody you are praying for you cannot go down your knees and you're praying for someone and then get up from that knees and gossip about that person. It's not possible. So they talk about, evil, about other people. Number two, they talk always about themselves. Vain speaking. People who talk too much are always, you see babies always talking I, me, 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 I, me, me. Always everything. There must be a say I know people in this church are like that. They must be at the center of everything, everything must be about them. Everything they are the center of the universe, everything must be around them. No matter what's happening, they must find a way of drawing that thing to this point. It will just be about them. Let me give you a show. Philippians, chapter 2, Philippians 2. I'll be wrapping now because of my nine minutes. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. Philippians 2, 3 and 4. In glory. Let nothing be done through, let nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing be done through strife. Of vain glory, yes. But in
2: loneliness, in of mind, loneliness of mind, let us do what? Let each esteem others let better than themselves.
1: Let us self. esteem other people, esteem others better than yourself. When you come into a meeting, you esteem others better than yourself. Esteem others, put people in a higher pedestal. You come to a place, prefer the other person. I do not allow people talk evil about people around me. You. you cannot. It's not even possible. In my, in those, uh, pass Remember that dinner we have having a VG. My former church. Minister's video. And it, my, 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 my pastor just did his birthday. And so there were banners, there were, there were banners, the, the banners were with his pictures, you get what I'm talking about? Pictures, happy birthday, papa. So the banners were everywhere in the church, inside the church, you know, and all that. So it was not staying there for too long. I mean, his birthday has passed. But one month, two months, the banners were still there. So we're having that video. And this brother came and said, praise the Lord. I want us to pray. You know, people are already complaining. When somebody comes and says, people are saying something, it's the person. It's the person. It's that person. Tell him, mention the people. They cannot mention. But say, you know, people are already, and when the prayer meeting, all of us, brothers, with elders people are already saying that, look at Papa's pictures everywhere in the old church. Is this the Church of Christ or Church of Papa? I said, brother, would you please shut up? I, I shut him up. I was very wicked. I'm very nice now. You don't know me. That. Ask, ask Manus. People that will know me. Ask Alpha. Uh, sorry. I leave you. And Manus. To tell you how I was. I was very big. I said, hey, shh, stop that. You found spirit. I said, that's not why we're here. We are here to pray. I said, can we have the next prayer point, please? Shut him up like that. He never wrote, he never, he never, he never said anything right through <laughs> People talk about themselves, always about themselves. Always. He says, esteem other people better. How to know a mature person is that they always find a way to give other people the glory. So you take it? Can you take it. This kind of thing will help in your marriage. You see, fruit of the spirit. When I get to that point next week, how this affects our marriages, affects our relationship. You see, you will see why you must marry. God, God will lure you into marriage. Because your mentors is want to teach you that you are not learning. And he will give you a stubborn wife. Or a stubborn husband. I'm telling you the truth. You see, that, that patience, you did not want to learn. You will learn it. You know how God makes you learn patience? It makes you wait. It makes you wait. You wait. You'll be crying inside. You wait. Say, though you slay me, yet will like I praise. It <laughs> will humble you. You think you're you are, you you all that? It will humble you. All right, let me touch one or two things about adulthood. Then we'll round off the day. We'll continue on Tuesday. Adulthood, I'm not done with childhood anyway, but I'm going to come back there next week. One day, one day, I will finish my sermon, in Jesus' name. Adulthood, I will mention only one because my time is up. The gift of the Spirit, like I said, is not signs of growth, is a gift. Maturity is shown, maturity, matured man is shown by the fruit. So one thing about an adult man in Christ is that he's able to recognize when God is at work. I said on Tuesday, number one, they esteem earthly things very lightly. They are very submissive. They are yielded to God. I'll talk about that again next Sunday. I can't touch them because my time is gone. So they're able to quickly, they're they able to discern that this is God at work. In mature eyes, will see, they are discerning. They know. If you look at Genesis, and I believe Joseph's example is one of the best examples we can have for this. Genesis chapter 47, 45. Do more, we're going to read it very fast. Our time is up. 45 verse 1 to 3 I'm reading from the NLT Genesis 45 verse 1 to 3 I'm reading from the NLT help me
2: Joseph could stand in no longer please
1: um, um, before we go on I want you to listen attentively because I can say my time is going I'm rushing all right
2: Joseph could stand in no longer. Yes. There were many people in the room and he said to his attendants, Yes. Out all of you. All of you. So he was alone with his brothers when he told them who he was. So he told his brothers who he was. Yes. Then he broke down and wept. He broke down and wept. He wept so loudly the Egyptians could hear him. Yes. And one of it quickly carried to Pharaoh's place. Yes. I am Joseph, he said to his brothers. I am
1: Joseph, he said to his brothers. This was him revealing himself to his brothers after years. I am Joseph, is my father still alive? But his brothers were speechless. They were stunned to realize that Joseph was standing there. Do you know what it means? You have sold this guy to slavery. And this guy is the one you have been begging, prostrating before, for the past how many months. Then he comes and says, I'm Joseph. This was the guy you sold to slavery. You are right in front of your past. Your past came. Confronted you. And it's not just a past. It's a terrible past. When they realized that Joseph was standing there, next verse, verse 4,
2: Please come closer.
1: Please come closer. He said to
2: them. He said to them. So they came closer. They came closer. And he said again, "I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery in Egypt. Yes. But don't be upset and don't be angry with yourself, don't be for, angry sending with you yourself for sending me
1: to this place. Yes. It
2: was God who sent me here it ahead was of you God. to preserve your lives.
1: It was God. Ah, Kai, see maturity. It was God who sent me ahead of you to preserve. Your lives, what's the next verse? Help me with the next verse.
2: This famine that has ravaged the land for two years, will this famine has ravaged
1: years. for two years. That means we still have five more years, yes.
2: And there will be neither plowing nor harvesting, yes. God next verse, sends me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive to preserve many. Survivors. God.
1: You see how it, Joseph was talking, you know, when you just two weeks ago, when I was describing Joseph, and I was, I, 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 me, 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 me then you see how he's emphasizing God did that, God sent me, God. These were the guys that do you know how much suffering Joseph had suffered. Do you know what he suffered as, his, as to, be, to, be, to be dragged? They didn't put him on camel. He trekked from that place to Egypt. They would tie them behind the camels like this. And the camels would drag them. The, the very thoughts that my brothers did this to me. My own brothers. My own, that's the thought of betrayal. Thought of pain. It's even better if it was an outsider that did this to you. Your own blood did this to you. And they dragged him down. Sold him as a slave to Potiphar. From there, for doing nothing, he was sent to prison. Prison! He went through hell! But now, he's prince and he said it was God. That's maturity. It's God. Some of us, just because God gave us small blessing, our haters are in trouble. The next thing, haters, haters you get married. Are you the one that first get married. We cannot rest. You cannot rest. You must let us know that you are talking to somebody. You are using this wedding to talk to somebody. You are using your life to prove something. Every testimony has a voice. Somebody must know. They will show there, pepper there. You know, all those kind of useless behavior. It's true, that kind of thing. Joseph said, Look, this was God that brought me here. It was God I loved. When I read it this morning, I almost wept. He He had grown. That guy had grown. This was God. If you look at Genesis chapter 50, help me, Genesis chapter 50, I'm going to wrap up with that. Chapter 50, after jo- Jacob died, they thought he was going to send him out. What did you Genesis chapter 50, verse 14, NLT still, 14
2: After burying Jacob, yes. Joseph returned to Egypt with his brothers and yeah. all who had accompanied him to his father's burial. Yes. But now that their father was dead, Joseph's brothers became fearful. Now
1: that the father died, they thought, ah, now that our daddy has died, this guy will do it, will do it us anyhow. So now Joseph will show his anger and pay us back for all the wrong we did to him, they said. Next verse. So
2: they sent this message to Joseph. Yes. Before your father died, he instructed us to say to you, <laughs>
1: Before your father died, he told us to tell you. What did he tell you to so tell us, Leah? Forgive your brothers. Forgive for your brothers. what the great thing they did to you. For their sin in treating you so cruelly. So, we, the servants of the God of your father, we beg you. <laughs> we beg you. <laughs> forgive our sins. When Joseph received the message, he broke down and wept. So, go and call them. Go and call them. Next verse.
2: Then his brothers came and threw themselves down before Joseph. Look, we are your slaves, they said.
1: Joseph said what?
2: Don't be afraid of me. Am I God that that I can punish you? You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He
1: brought me here. It was God. You see, a mature person understands when this is the hand of God. Sometimes you go through pain. A mature person understands how to translate and interpret this season of pain. That this thing, God is doing something. In Psalm 66, the Bible says, you took us through the river, you took us through the fire. He said, you caused men to ride upon us and you brought us into pain. He said, but you have brought us to a, prospe- to a place of prosperity. A mature person in Christ understands the hand writings of God. Sometimes God needs to break you down to build you up. Yeah. A mature person understands that there's a season of your life that this may look like terrible and this is God. I told you the story before. In my phone, church, when I was thrown out. I'm even remember my story when I went to sleep in a lady's house and then I was thrown out of the church and I had to join another church. I've told that story before, haven't I? I've told you before. You don't want me to be saying that story over and over and over again. I'm not going to say it again. People want to be judging me with my past. <laughs> Alright? I'd gone to that church and I left after being thrown out of the church. I came to another church. I was very humble. I was a man with depths, What God had shown me. That had broken me. That broken me completely. Because, oh no, it was a very painful experience. I would be sitting at the back like this. The pastor will be preaching against me. Some of you think you know the Bible. Before we know you, you are going to go and sleep in a guest house. You know, saying stuff. But when I finally was allowed to leave the church, this new church that I just joined, I was just very humble there. Brother, you. <laughs> Thank you. It is where. <laughs> so my choir coordinator just wanted to rubbish me. Because he saw me, I was in 400 level law, he's in 300 level. But he just felt like, what's this, what's this, this guys, is what's he all that, what's wrong with him? He would, and I was already dating for a then. He would just, he would just send me, say, carry that keyboard, carry it upstairs, in front of everybody, in front of everybody, everybody said, you, carry this keyboard, go take it to my room. His room was in the second floor, in Faj Hall, I'll just carry it. My wife will say, what's the meaning of that? This is rubbish, nonsense, giant, blah, 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 I say, ah, it is God. It is God. I had grown. You see, some of us we cannot send you anything. We cannot send you anything. Because you are a bishop from where you came from. You are a fellowship president. You came here. You do your hand like this. And your, your tenure has already ended. You see, <laughs> you are ex-fellowship president. I will not be ex-pastor. I will do this pastor work till I die. This church. But you came here now. You didn't like You cannot ask me anything. God can't raise you like that. So I carried the keyboard. Carried the keyboard To the second floor. He was doing that. He was doing me. Yama, 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 yama. He will say things. He will be talking. You will know he was talking about me. But I was so unbold. Because God had broken me down. You know how God broke me down? When I was being punished in that church. I used to think that I was the man of the march, That was the center of attraction. But when they punished me and I was not allowed to preach again. And somebody else was preaching. God was still healing the sick. Ah, he was still saving souls. I thought that God was going to side me. That God said, You people punish my son. <laughs> I will not move in this church again. God was moving without me. Ah! And I now knew that it was not me, after all. It was God. <laughs> like Joseph, it was God. <laughs> so I was a broken man. The Bible says a broken spirit. That's the sacrifice of the Lord. So now when I was now picked. As the UJCM choir coordinator. You know, UJCM choir means that the entire university, the choir, the guy was very angry. He was even more angry because he was now fellowship uh, choir coordinator. Me, I was university choir coordinator. And they just pick me, oh, just pick me anyhow, just by mistake. Oh. They didn't even know my name. They, I if this God is just something. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Just be serving. You know? God can see where you are serving. You know? Just don't allow anybody to push you out of your place of service. So sit down there and be serving. That was what I was doing. I was saving, I was saving on the day of choice. Someone said, this is the brother that God said must be the, the person. Ah, They said, but what's his name? They said, go and ask of his name. So he asked my wife of my name. And I went and called my name. And I said it before, if they pick somebody, the next fellowship secretary is so so and so, all these fans will come out. Hey, the next qua is going to say, hey. When they cut my tongue, I just trek from <laughs> Nobody knew me. I just stood up. Away, I was sitting. There, I just walked out there. I said, "Which kind of problem is this? <laughs> because I just came here to I just came here to rest. I'm tired. I can't do this again. I can't, Jesus." I started crying. What are you doing? You do, I have suffered. I just let me just because I was only four hundred level. Let me just manage this my years. I just leave this reverse. So he was very angry. So he said in his mind, "I'm sure you will tell you I'm going to show this guy something." So they now call the choir retreat. All the choir members came. i supposed to have a retreat. So I told my friend, I used to go to Dewa because it's been so much. So Alam Dewa, let's go for the retreat. So we went for the retreat. As I was edging like this, sat down in the retreat. Now, this is a fellowship choir. And I thought he had made up his mind that he was going to embarrass me that day. He just sent me a note. Like, you are ministering next. Ah. I said, ministering? How? For what? Oh, what's this type of topic? <laughs> was, I say I'm missing I say, but nobody said, are sorry, well, you he say he a slip of something, but you're coming next place. Ah. So I say, I rush outside. I say, they want to, I say, God, they want to disgrace me here. What? Because they just pick me as a university I mean, everybody will know that this guy, he doesn't even have any stuff. And that was the plan. is to let people know that he doesn't have stuff. When people gather to disgrace you, everyone will support you and make you even more greater. In the name of Jesus. When people connive against you in the office to show your mistakes to your boss, an angel of the Lord will come and even make it better. What they thought will fail and become a source of failure for you will result to your promotion. So I rushed outside. I said, everlasting father, I am here again. These people are going to disgrace me. And the Lord says, don't worry son. I am going to magnify you here today. I said, what should I do? The Lord gave me a scripture. I said, go and read that scripture. So I opened the scripture. I said, Lord, I don't even understand the scripture. God said, yes. When you get there, just read it and be quiet. Ah. I said, so God, now you are going to join them? To embarrass me? I came here to report people. And you are, going to, you are not going to give me a, I mean, give me a solid? When I, when I give the word, people say, oh my God. Sh- God said, Philip, I said, yes, Lord. He said, when you get there, read that scripture and keep quiet. Ah! After praying for like 15 minutes, nothing was coming. I gave up. Philip, please, it's your turn, sir. It's your turn, sir. So I rushed. I opened the scripture and I read it out. And I kept quiet. Within 10 seconds, I just heard from the back, All we need people were falling like cards. The fire of God fell on the place, touching people. Psh, psh, psh. They had to pack all the chairs out of the hall. People were vomiting, people were crying. I mean, somebody will manifest demons, the other person will cast it out in the name of Jesus. He said, It was a mighty, I was given 15 minutes, I used two hours. I sat down there and I was looking as the mighty power of God feel that place when my time was done i said let's go (laughs) thank you lord see you next time when i was going ah! people said that guy is the entire choir followed me what he was trying to fight but god saw my heart i had been broken down i had been broken down a mature person would know that this is the hand of God. Sometimes you are going through a season, you your like, look at David. Going through that season in his life, he knew that this was God. When he was in the bush, one man came and started cursing him. Remember that story? I was cursing Joseph He said, please, David, please. Said, Joab said, my Lord, let me, just give me permission. I will strike this guy one. I won't strike him twice. Only one. I will pin that his useless mouth. David said, ah, don't pin it. <laughs> let him keep cursing me. Maybe God will hear <laughs> and have mercy upon me. It's a season of your life. I'm telling you. This season will not last forever. A mature person will be able to handle it and grow it. There's something that God wants to do in your life right now. And I pray that you will not be impatient for it. You You will not rush out of the process. That grace to be patient and enjoy and endure and go through it till God has finished grooming and cooking you. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Some of us might be thinking, I'm overdue for this. I'm overdue for this blessing. I'm overdue for that. I'm supposed to be married by now. I'm supposed to be this by now. I'm supposed to be that, that I've done it by now. I want you to be patient with God. God knows what he's doing. Bow down your ears and just begin to pray. Say Lord, I I receive the grace to do that which I must do to grow. I receive the grace to do that which I must do to grow. I receive the grace to do that which I must do to grow. I receive the grace to do that which I must do to grow. It's time for the communion. I receive the grace to do that which I must do to grow. Oh! Oh! oh. ah, oh, 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 oh! I receive the grace to do that which I must do to grow. I receive that which I must do. The grace to go through the process. To grow in the hands of God. I receive the grace right now. I receive the grace right now. Pray, pray, pray. Pray, don't look at me. Pray, pray. Pray. I will not rush out of the process. I will not rush out of God's process. I will not rush out of God's cooking cooking process. Not...
0: Thank you for listening to this message. Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 909 672 9827 or 0807 548 5997 You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook Instagram at slchurchng You can reach us on our Facebook That's Supernatural Life Church